two minutes past eight on Tuesday, the 12th of November, 2013. My name is Garang Thomas. Yo, yo, yo. I'm um, I'm the DJ, formerly known as Simon Payne. Um, really? Yeah. Well, what's your name now? Um, I'm going to go by DJ Wolfpack. That's my DJ name. Your, your name? I don't know, that seems a bit derivative. Of what? Of just like everything called the wolf pack. Everything. Ever. You mean yeah. you mean um, hang, the Hangover? Yeah. Um, well, DJ Galathanakis. <laughs> don't think you can do that. I don't, you don't think that's allowed. I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know what the rules are on DJ names, but I'm pretty sure that's breaking those. Breaking rules. whatever rules there are. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I might be wrong. You know, it's um, so uh, good week, son. Yeah, I um, I got DJ Hero again this week. <laughs> oh right, that's why you're DJ Galifianakis. Yeah, you remember, remember like at university, I went through that stage where I thought I was a DJ because I had DJ Hero. Yeah, I remember that. It was it was it was it was co- concurrent with us like starting the radio show. I seem to remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was there was a couple of weeks on our radio show where I just played loads of really like out there electro tracks and talked about them like I knew what I was talking about because I, I had recently purchased DJ Hero. Um, I found it again in CEX this week for £10. Uh, wow. £10. the turntables. <laughs> yeah. How much did that cost on release? Um, I think it was about 60 or 70 quid. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they were selling just the turntable on its own for the DJ Hero 2 turntable for £3. <laughs> Why would you just buy the turntable on its own? I don't know. But I managed to find both games in there as well. They were selling DJ Hero 1 for 50 pence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so I got that and DJ Hero 2, and I've just been DJing um, in my living room for the last couple of days. Quote um, DJing, unquote. Uh, yeah, I just want you to, to like, just to give you an insight into my fiance's life. Um, she came home yesterday, and I had like taken all of our furniture in the living room and stacked it up and made myself like a rudimentary DJ enclosure. And then I made her sit on the sofa and watch a twenty-minute-long set list that I made for her. Yeah, all right, that's awful. That's what it's like getting married. So, ladies. That's that's what you're missing out on. Yeah, it's a pity you've already taken because yeah, you, know, you could know. have your living room turned into a DJ like podium <laughs> for a man who's got a day off work <laughs> and has bought a game for ten pounds. Yeah, that's just that's just the life I live. It's difficult at the top. The only way from the top the is top. down. Yeah, t- difficult at the top of the game. For I'm, DJ I'm so deck. I'm so far up at, up the, the squeaky plastic the squeaky plastic Fisher Price DJ deck game. Don't hate the game. Hate no. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Sure. Or, or hate both. <laughs> or hate both. <laughs> I need to work on my. I'm a little bit out of touch with with my uh, with my DJ lingo. Speaking of things that are out of touch, you might have known. Well, I remember to say yesterday, Simon. I went and watched the parade in Leamington. They did a, a veterans parade, which is really sweet because it always is. I, I was at work, but uh, Manchester, they had a big gun at the town hall that they fired. That's at pretty the cool. Beginning of the minute silence, yeah. Probably not on message was Brad Pitt and Shia LaBeouf. Two people who I've heard, as far as I'm aware, David Getter told me, in fact, when I was hanging out with him in the green room of my of my living room. <laughs> Um, David Getter said to me that Brad Pitt and Shay LaBeouf, yeah, they yeah. always keep it real on yeah, Remembrance well, Sunday. They wear poss- poppies. Not really keeping it real uh, this Remembrance Sunday. They're, they're doing a film called Fury. Um, <laughs> just a terrible... That's a, is that like a... That's the new Quentin Tarantino movie, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, David Ayer is directing Fury. David Ayer is directing Fury. Yeah, which is ironic, I guess. Does he realise? I, I, th- I hope he knows. <laughs> I hope he does. Because, yeah, I, I haven't noticed that until now, but I'm assuming seeing as he sees it every single day that he's picked up on that. What he did pick up on, well, he was filming on Sunday morning in Oxfordshire Village. Um, so people were rem- woken up on Remembrance Sunday by the sounds of explosions, gunfire and then a large number of people in ss uniforms storming a field 
Fucking hell. Um, just like 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 four old guys who had been trained during Operation Scallywag who just going insane and like yeah. building punji pits in their back gardens. That would that would have been a great outcome to it. I, that I would, would that's like, a different movie. This like Rambo First Blood, but with like like seventy year old dudes, yeah. seventy year old once English again, guys. Once again, Simon, I think we've actually created an excellent idea for a film. Which is that, yeah, a, a, a slick Hollywood production comes to a small English town and then, yeah, activates a hidden group of the Dad's army who then yeah. violently kill them. Was It'll it called difficult. Operation Scallywag? I can't remember what it was. No, it was, it was called something like that or Operation Scoundrel. Operation was, Scoundrel, I think. Yeah, where they were like, they, they were tra- during World War Two. We were the British military was training the scouts to be guerrilla warfare fighters if Hitler ever successfully invaded us, yeah. which is how cool we are as a nation. You forget yeah. sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, when, when, when kind of push comes to shove, we will go mental. Yeah. And just train train teenage boys how to murder thousands. <laughs> just because, you know, that's what we do. So um yeah, apparently the Sony, who are the producers of the film, deeply regret any misunderstandings caused. Well, it's not a misunderstanding, though, is it? You're the ones who have misunderstood. Yeah, you've misunderstood that possibly Remembrance Sunday isn't the time to reenact a World War II battle in a in a sleepy Oxfordshire village. Literally any other day you could do it. There is no other day where where people would be would have mass a massive issue with that. But Remembrance Sunday, really? <laughs> um. So um, David Ayer, who apparently his um, his credits include uh, the Fast and the Furious, the first one. Yeah. So you know, an excellent an excellent filmmaker right there, truly an equal of the greats. He replied to the the Ayer raised by this <laughs> by saying, "I'm a veteran myself." It's an honour to film here in the UK, and then posted a picture of himself. Uh, next to a grave in Arlington Cemetery, the uh, US National Cemetery. Is he, he's a veteran of what? How old is he? I don't know. Which um, war? I guess it could be like the Gulf War. Yeah, but you Grenada. <laughs> I myself am a, I'm a veteran of a boys camp that I went to once. Um, I'm technically a veteran, but I'm a veteran at Games Workshop. Um, I don't think that counts, does it? Apparently he was in the US Navy, which I assume means he has seen no action. Yeah. Um, so. You can't do that. Oh, my God. Do you know what he also directed? What? Um, the submarine thriller U571, which is an awful film. <laughs> oh, man. Matthew McConaughey, Bill Paxton, Harvey Keitel, John Bon Jovi. Just like, I remember going to see U571 with my dad and getting really angry. Us it's, both getting really, really angry. So I, I think this guy's entire... This guy's entire thing is just to disrespect the memories of British servicemen. Like, this is his entire deal. It's just like, that's what he should have said. His response should have been, you can't blame me. It's all part of the master plan. And that's all he would have needed to have said. And we're like, oh, okay. I um, see what you're doing here. His his credits in are U571, Training Day, The Fast and the Furious, SWAT... I mean, the the list of terrible movies goes on. Training Day's a good movie, though. Um, is it? Yeah. I'm thinking of a different movie. That's the movie where Denzel Washington plays, like, a dirty cop. Oh, I think I was thinking of a, a film about Marines actually, like, training. Immensely. No, no, Training Day is, like, the, the really cool kind of, like, crime movie where Denzel Washington does cocaine. Okay, um... All right, that's the film he's done. But he also did SWAT, which is shit. Yeah, I'm not saying it excuses everything else. It's weird that he would like. What did he do in Training Way? Was it Day? Was he like an executive producer, or was he? No, the, he was the director of that. Shit. So it's weird that you can make Training Day like the same guy made Training Day and and SWAT. Yeah, um, but yeah, and also hates British servicemen. Like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, just David like, Ayer. Yeah, <laughs> you're a terrible man, David Ayer. Yeah. Um, and obviously don't get it. So. He's probably the kind of person who like makes jokes about how America saved us during World War Two, and everybody's like, oh, will you just fucking stop it? Yeah, can you just go home to America, I guess? Um, <laughs> go back home. We don't need you here. 
We don't. Um, also talking about American like movie news, the box office results for last week came out four two. It's like topping the list. That's Not surprising. Big... Have you been uh, to see that yet? No, even though I think every week for the last couple of weeks, I'm mean, like, yeah, I'll probably go and see that before the next episode. Yeah. Still, still haven't got around to that. I'm waiting for it to come out on um, on Blu-ray. Probably rent it, it when it comes Friday, out on Blu-ray. I think. Um, but yeah, um, so the second highest box office this week, Jackass presents Bad Grandpa. Oh, great. Yeah. It's because Steve-O's got that, um, got that YouTube channel now. Well, do you remember we were talking about how Jackass was pre-9-11? Yeah. How it's like the oldest thing in the world. We can't yeah. believe how many... It's almost like they're like, shit, we need to become relevant again. And then they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, because, okay, the thing is, I mean, I vaguely remember the bad grandpa skit from yeah. Jackass, which is basically Johnny Knoxville dressed up as an old man and did things that were inappropriate for an old man to do. Yeah, that was the joke, but that's now an entire movie. Yeah, I and guess also, they're going for like a Borat angle on it. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, when, when he did that, Johnny Knoxville was sort of like 20. Now yeah. he's a grandpa, you know? <laughs> Johnny Knoxville's about 50 years old. He can't do this now. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's just Johnny Knoxville being an arsehole now. Yes. He doesn't even wear any makeup. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville being himself. It's like, well, no, I don't really want to pay to see this. But apparently loads of people do. But this kind of, like, humour does my head in because, like, the place to find it is not feature films anymore. The place to find it is YouTube. Well, shouldn't, yeah. shouldn't YouTube have just killed that shit? Because I will say, like, hands down, one of the funniest things I've seen that isn't, like, traditional comedy is the bad lip-reading that Tosh.0 did of Game of Thrones, which is, like, the fucking funniest thing I've seen in years. And I didn't pay anything to see that. I didn't have to go to the cinema to see it. You didn't pay anything, and yet loads of people are paying to sit in a, a movie theatre for, like, one and a half hours. To watch the same joke. What's the same joke for one and a half hours? What, what was previously... Um, a 30-second bit in a sort of 13-year-old TV programme. It's not memorable either, is it? Like, Party Boy is more memorable. Chris Pontius's Party Boy, where he just goes into places, rips off his trousers, and then dances. That's funnier. Yeah, I don't really remember Bad Grandpa as a thing. (laughs) They did it a lot in Jackass number 3, the movie. Right, okay, so um, I guess that made it popular again. But no, that was it like, didn't. Like nobody's been ago. like nobody's been like, Oh, what I really want to see is more of that bad grandpa character. That's funny. That that is that is some funny stuff. I I don't well I mean I guess the thing is that yeah, Johnny Knoxville is now old enough that he doesn't really have to spend much time getting into character. I'd like to see an entire movie about Preston Lacey and Wee Man. Their stuff's really funny. How old do you think Johnny Knoxville actually is? Um, I I'm going to go. Well, I know Steve-O is like 38, so Johnny Knoxville must be like in his early 40s at least. Oh, spot on, he's 42. Yes. <laughs> All these guys like have aged, and a lot of people don't seem to realise that. We seem yeah. to have talked about Jackass a lot recently, but yeah. I think it's because they're kind of a touchstone for like how sad it is to be <laughs> our generation. Yeah. Like, how sad it is to age, I yeah. think, is the issue. They're not- because they did a thing, their entire show was based around them being like stupid kids. And yeah. it was funny because we were stupid kids. Uh, but at this point, we've grown up, and they're still being stupid kids. And you're like you're you're 42. Like you, your children are like you you you've probably have children, and they're like they're thinking about going to university right now. Yeah, I want to do what Daddy does. I want to dress up as an old man and yeah. like make out with with models who appear to be preteen girls. Why? They're probably, they're probably yeah, they're probably not though. I I imagine Johnny Knoxville has a son who's about eighteen now. You know, Johnny Knoxville, let's say, had a child when he was he he, he was about yeah. Let's say Johnny Knoxville had a son when he was about twenty five. He's now seventeen now, and he's he's thinking about a career in law. Yeah, he's like his son is the most straight edged guy. Like Johnny Knoxville's like sat in his living room with Steve O and Bam Margera doing weed and like smashing sugar glass bottles over each other's heads. And, and he's and like, it, "Damn, damn it, Dad, you're so lame." I want to go upstairs like, and study. I've grown up in the biz, and I'm going to become a media lawyer. Yeah, because <laughs> your 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 uh, your game is just 
completely out now. Like, oh, let yeah. me sit down, Grandad. Let me show you this thing called YouTube. It's yeah. what you do, but infinitely better and always improving itself. Do you remember how you start yourself started off by doing skateboarding videos? Well, guess what? No one skateboards anymore and no one owns, owns camcorders because you just record stuff on phones. Yeah. That's what we do now. Your that- entire thing has been rendered obsolete. You're Betamax and you don't seem to realise it yet. Why don't you just hurry up and stop doing that? Look, I'm, I, I'm almost certain I remember a jackass sketch making fun of ageing hippies, but that's what they are That's now. what they're, you are now. They're the new ageing hippies. They're ageing yeah. skateboarders. Congratulations. Yeah, you're, like, you're, you're as culturally relevant as Sum 41. Well done. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's happening in movie news. That's entertainment news. Disrespecting veterans and being old. Yeah, thanks a lot, America. Good work. Good, good work on that. being a good work on being a cultural superpower there, America. You're yeah. in a stand-up job, I guess. <laughs> when you you're top, the only the the top-ranking film is filmed in London and stars a guy from the UK and New Zealand. Yeah, you're, you're doing all right there, America. Good work. Good work. You vacuous nihilistic vortex of shite. <laughs> Hello to our American listeners. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> The views represented in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of Errand of Mercy PLC. <laughs> uh, so what else have you got for us, Sam? Um, I wanted to talk about Star Wars, speaking well, of getting old. Yeah, and, and movies. We're, we're sticking with the same subject. It's a movie show this week. Neither uh, um, of us have been to the cinema for a while, yet it's the movie show. This is, this is uh, another uninformed of mercy, where we just talk about things that we haven't really experienced. <laughs> this is our peripheral view of the world. Yeah. Um, Star Wars auditions have been yeah. all over the place this week. Yeah, they, um, they were in Bristol. Um, yeah. They're going to be in, in London in a couple of weeks. Yeah, they're coming uh, up to Manchester as well. Also, if you can't get to those auditions, you can submit an online audition. Yeah, none, uh, none of those are getting looked at, though. <laughs> oh, man. Like, if there is anything, like, I don't care. Like, if the NSA can carry on spying on me, I don't care. All this spying stuff that we keep on finding more about, fine, carry on with that. All I want to see is the top 25 worst online auditions for this Star Wars oh, thing. You know what? I. If they include that as a special feature on the new Star Wars DVD, once that happens, I'm totally buying. I think I would pay. I think I would pay 150 pounds. <laughs> I'm just saying, like ballparking a figure. I might even go up to 220 just to see those 25 worst. I want everything. I want what they write. I want their measurements. I want the the, the the full body pictures they send in. And I want to see their line reading. I want all of those maybe presented nicely. Yeah, um, that would be superb. Maybe with a with a with a commentary from JJ Abrams, which I'm assuming will just be like hysterical laughing. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I, I I think J.J. Abrams is an insufferable dick, but yeah, I would go with that. Yeah, so £220, I'm putting it on the line. I might kickstart that. There's a kickstarter. Show us the 25 worst online auditions for the Star Wars part. Um, I'm kind of annoyed about it as well. There There are a number of reasons for that. Chief among them is the fact that they have chosen to make this movie now and they are looking for a male age 18 to 23 who is smart and competent. And I'm turning 25 this year. So thanks for that. Thanks for that, guys. Couldn't have done this, like, you know, a couple of years earlier when I was in the demographic. No, definitely not. Couldn't have done that then. No. Well, to be fair, people were st- we were still getting over the original, uh, the, uh, the 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 second trilogy. So yeah, I think I would have like also. Um, so my my fiance told me we were watching Star Wars Episode Three a couple of days ago, but they're they're showing them all at the moment in sequence. Mm. Um, and I like to watch Episode Three, then Four, just to watch the drastic drop in quality, but the massive the massive increase in in writing quality. Um, is it though? But yeah, yes, it on. is. Like you can see, you can tell, like from from minute one, how much better it is. Yeah, to be fair, it's. It, I wouldn't say I would say quite a lot of the dialogue in 
Star Wars A New Hope is really bad. Yeah. But, like, artistically, it is a lot better. And the way that you, like, it teaches you things works. without, like, people having yeah. to deliver really long lines of dialogue. Yeah, and tell you about aliens you don't care about. Also, like, episode two and three of Star Wars, this is now just going to become Star Wars chat. I'm sorry. Yeah. V- very right. For a very short amount of time. The thing that I've noticed upon re-watching them is the amount of assumed knowledge that people have is out of control. It like, is, yeah. People will know things. Characters in the narrative will know things. They have no reason to know. And they'll, like, respond to a conversation that they have no understanding of based on what they're supposed to know and what their remit or is. It's yeah. like like all of these galactic secrets just wouldn't work in this universe because everybody appears to have free access to Google yeah, so people are just learning shit all the time. It doesn't make any sense. It, well, I mean, it's it's the classic thing that George Lucas is a bad writer and doesn't realise that all his characters don't know everything he knows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it, it but it just seems to like spiral out of control in two and three. Like it's it's so patently obvious that that the only person who should know what's going on is the is the the viewer. And it destroys any idea of dramatic irony because everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. And then they all act surprised when Order 66 gets initiated and all the Jedi's start getting shot. And that you're like, well, you should know this. <laughs> you because, know everything else. Because, apparently. like, the light side of the Force offers a small amount of precognition anyway. We've learned this from the Expanded Universe and the Knights of the Old Republic series. So that's why you should know it. And also, everybody knows everything. Uh, well, you know, but that the force is clouded, Simon. Uh, yeah, don't give me this bullshit. It's crap. Anyway, yeah. So, what, what's your issue with the um, with the auditions beyond the fact that they'll be hilarious? It's just like the, the, the I was I've been watching video of people queuing for it, and mm. there's this weird like spirit about the entire thing. Like people were turning up uh, as if it's like a fucking convention. Like, they're all just going to chill with other Star Wars fans. That's not what it's supposed to be. People like, like, I saw one guy turn up who was, like, hanging out with a bunch of other people, like, playing a ukulele. He's playing, like, a song that he'd written about Star Wars. Oh, my God. Can we kill that, man? Exactly, yeah. Can, and, can, like, 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 no kidding. Can can we can we murder that man? Because no court in the world will convict us. It was like, why did you kill this man? It was like because he wrote a song about Star Wars and then played it on a ukulele. It's like, okay, we're throwing okay, out. We yeah, were actually think... looking for him ourselves. <laughs> it's just, it's just, just like it's out of control, and it's just like it. It kind of brought home to me that thing we were talking about last week, where yeah. Like, there's there's a finite amount of enjoyment that humanity can extract from this thing, and you're sucking it all out, so I can't enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I'm really, really looking forward to the movies. It's it's really weird. It's 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 those people who define themselves. Like, I don't understand who pe- why people would define themselves by being a Star Wars fan because yeah. that's apparently what's happening. Let me just yeah, like, and also just to put this in perspective, I don't define myself as a Star Wars fan, but. I own a Mace Windu Force FX lightsaber, and I chose to buy the Mace Windu Force FX lightsaber because Mace Windu practices Form 7 lightsaber fighting, which is a fusion of Jedi lightsaber fighting with Sith lightsaber fighting, so it's hyper-aggressive but at the same time controlled. Now, yeah. I don't <laughs> consider myself a Star Wars fan. Despite that. So, Despite that awful knowledge that you have that. Yeah. That that incredibly considered decision um, on on which force effects lightsaber for, that I should buy uh, was made with no assumption that I had to show other people how much of a fan I was. Do you know what the weird thing like? And it's not just that like no one should define themselves by kind of media, which they shouldn't. No, they no, shouldn't. I'm, they shouldn't. We've discussed this essentially. Yeah. But it's not just that. It's the fact that they've chosen to define themselves by Star Wars. Yeah. Like, I kind of, I mean, I disagree with Trekkies, but I kind of get it because there's a lot of Star Trek. But there's a lot of Star Wars as well. But, it's just not surrounding the movies. Well, I guess that's, yeah, but I mean, the thing is, 
there's a lot of Star Trek that's readily available to the general public. Yeah, exactly. I can watch sort of, I don't know, whatever pick TV is called these days and sort of spend an entire day watching Star Trek um, and not have to buy an expanded universe novel or yeah. something. Whereas with Star Wars, you've got to watch fr- like three good films and three not good films. Yeah. And that's, that's really your entry. Like, no, like no one I feel should be getting to that point and going, yeah, this is what I'm centering my life around from now on. Because it seems like what you're doing is you're taking a, a pop culture phenomenon and making it into a belief system. Yeah. yeah. Is that me, where I, we are as, uh, in, in late-stage capitalism? People yeah, are so bereft of any meaning in their life, that's what they're having to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's definitely what's happening. Uh, it's really depressing. Oh, but, fucking I mean, this, shit. Uh, you know, I thought I, you know, one of the other things, like I was watching on the news, they were kind of interviewing, kind of like, hey, look at all these crazy nerds in a yeah. queue. And someone did the Spock salute. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, no, you're halfway through this queue. Like, I don't understand. Why are you there? Yeah. You don't understand what you're doing. You've just got like, this is a thing. I need meaning in my life. I will go I on. must latch I- onto this thing. And then you did the Spock salute. You had a Star Wars cue. Because what those people should have done is they should have torn you limb from limb. It should have been like that bit in Apocalypse Now where they slay the bull. It should have been like that. They should have cut you into pieces. But they didn't. Some guy then got out a ukulele and wrote and sang a song about Obi-Wan Kenobi. What happened? What happened? Nerds, what happened? (laughs) Because me and G were one of you once. But but I guess not anymore. But we are clearly nerds. But we're we're not because we're not. We do that? No, we wouldn't do that. Well, I mean that's the thing that I've, part of me when I heard it, I was sort of like, I might just go along for a laugh just to see who's going. But then I saw it and I was like, no, I don't want to be involved in that. Really, yeah, I don't want to like, be involved in this anymore. No. I mean, because the thing is, like, as I said, it would be a laugh because, you know, you know for a fact that they've chosen the actors already and this is just a publicity. Yeah, obviously. Like, obviously. But I don't know, are some people deluding themselves into thinking they might get in? Well, I don't know. I've um, been to an open audition before and I almost got in. So, you know. What did you audition for? Have I spoken about this on the show? I feel like I have. I don't think so. I don't think you've even spoken to me, this, oh, shit, this to me. I auditioned for a part in Harry Potter when I was a, like when I was like seventeen or eighteen, and I, I I went to an open audition, and it was the for the part of um, of what's his name? I think his name's Tom Riddle, for, um, who is basically young Voldemort. Yeah, just to play the part of young Voldemort in flashbacks, and I think I think it was in Half Blood Prince. I can't remember. But I went along because I was like, me and one of my mates went and I was like, yeah, because basically I fit the description. They were looking for like a a late teen person who was kind of like uh, like tall and a bit gangly and had brown hair ba- and, and was a bit pale. And I was like, sounds like me. We queued up for about six hours. Bearing in mind, this was like at a an open audition that hadn't been relentlessly anally raped by the media. Not a huge amount of people knew about it. Like it, it had a lot of people there, and we queued for six hours. And then what people were doing was like you got into a big area where they'd they'd screen you, so mm-hmm. like they'd actually like make sure that you were the right height and and you fitted the the description of who they wanted. And we got past that, me and my mate, because mm-hmm. we we looked vaguely correct. Uh, and then they put you, they split you down into groups of twenty, and and um, sent you to meet the casting team, who'd like go through, and yeah. they'd screen out people. They'd like tell you get get you to say like a passage. They gave you a line to read, and then they'd they'd decide who they wanted, and um, they screened us out at that position. Right. Um, and they told me I was too muscular, which I thought was kind of funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, because obviously I wasn't scrawny enough. I was scrawny, but I wasn't like future Dark Lord scrawny, I guess. <laughs> um, and the thing that surprises me is like that event was really well run and wasn't pointlessly oversubscribed, but it was still a six hour waiting time. Yeah, because they were doing a thorough job. Yeah. But like, right. what what are they doing at these things? You're not going to find anybody now. No, because there's like a billion people queuing yeah. up for it. Queuing so. up and playing ukuladies and like tra- treating it like a fucking festival. 
Oh, you see what what I would yeah I mean that's it it's oh yeah no it's a terrible thing so yeah no none of our listeners should go to an open audition for you're stuff. wasting your time you're wasting your time yeah like quite often with these things I'd say well you know nothing lost by giving it a go but no you you would lose something your dignity yeah I I also realised that the 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 final nail in the coffin had um had been hammered for for the film version of Wolverine as well uh, this week I've had a lot of sad nerd epiphanies. Right. Okay. They're what? trying to they're trying to sell the um, the D, the special edition DVD of it on um, adverts at the moment because obviously it probably tanked at the box office. Yeah, it didn't do great. Um, this is the new Wolverine origin story movie that they're making because because you, you know the, uh, the, the other one lot. went down so well. Yeah. Actually, did that make money? I think it might have made money. Probably made money. And they he had said, little um, I am in it, you know, probably just got money off the name. Weird, you know? I am. He was all right in that movie, you know. I know, I know you think he was all right. Yeah. So, so, um, they had like a contest on, um, on the advert to like win a trip somewhere, um, and to meet Hugh Jackman, something like that. And the, it was a multiple choice question. And the question was, what is Wolverine's actual name? Yeah. Three options. None of them, James. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, film industry. Yeah. Thanks. One of them was Logan. Still the All wrong right. answer. That's his last name. That's his last name, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for <laughs> ruining that for us. Because that's it now. Like, everybody's been like, oh, yeah, Wolverine, Logan. No. Well, yeah, I mean, he is called Logan, but he's also, you know, it's called what James. Is what is the uh, one of these names? Is the name of um, one of the one of the guys who does Errand of Mercy? None of the options are Simon. None of the options are Geraint. One of them is Thomas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not so great. I'm you sorry. I'm up. sorry. Like, but that it's kind of. I guess they're not being nerdy enough. <laughs> yeah, it's all out of kilter, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's strange. I what don't happened? Know. I guess being a nerd became too popular. That's that's like, what it is. We were nerds before it was cool. <laughs> no, but that's but we can't say that because that's a <laughs> the worst a, thing you could possibly say. A shitty thing to say, but, but I think maybe that's true. it. I think it's actually true. Yeah. It's now everyone's seen the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And they're stinking it all up with their actual like ability to to speak to each other. So I guess that information isn't useful anymore. Doesn't no. matter whether or not you know like the actual first name of Wolverine, because there's all these like people macking on girls who don't need to know that to to speak to women. They can just start a normal conversation. Motherfuckers! Those motherfuckers! That's not fair. That's not the way the game works. <laughs> the game doesn't change. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not for you. It's not for you. Fell off. The game changed. Yeah. Man, now I know how Dr. Dre feels. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's doing all right for himself. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he managed to get himself into a decent position before that happened. Yeah. But now yeah. everybody knows him as that guy on the headphones. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. I think he's probably all right with he's that. He's probably all right with that, yeah. <laughs> he's probably all right. He probably doesn't give it that much thought while he's sitting in his yacht full of money. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my yacht full of money? The game doesn't change on us. We don't get a yacht full of money. <laughs> it's like, congratulations and guarantee. Congratulations, Garrett Simon. You were nerds before it was cool. Here, have a boat full of money. <laughs> Where's my letter from the Queen? <laughs> it's got to be some kind of reward system. Oh, I hope Dr. Dre got a letter from the Queen. <laughs> Dear Mr. Dre, I am sorry to hear that the game done changed. <laughs> In recompense, have this contract to sponsor some earphones and a yacht filled with money. <laughs> and then it's got like the, sta- the, the the queen's stamp underneath it. Well, she knows how that feels, doesn't she? Yeah. The game done changed on her. Oh, definitely, definitely. Speaking of the queen, can I just talk about a story from Glasgow? Please do. Um, there's, all right, essentially outside the uh, Museum of Modern Art in Glasgow, uh, there is a statue of the Duke of Wellington on a horse. Um, and apparently there's sort of a tradition amongst partygoers and students and so forth that you will put a traffic cane on, on his head. On the head, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
which is like and it's been apparently happening for decades that like it's a, there's basically no point when the duke of wellington does not have a traffic cone on his head because as soon as the council takes it off some drunk glass regions put a new one on top of it it's definitely a, a pretty classic chain of logic like i've i've seen things high up before when drunk and thought oh, there's a fucking traffic cone on it exactly so apparently Glasgow City Council were annoyed again about this constant game of cat and mouse and decided to raise the plinth for, for statues on so revelers would have a harder time reaching it. Um, See, now you've made a, made a game out of it. Well, I mean, this is the obvious thing that it, it hasn't happened because someone started a petition, uh, which because we're British and that's how we protest things. We start yeah. a petition and, uh, and tens of thousands of people signed it and were holding protests outside by the statue holding traffic cones. <laughs> and yeah, the council backed down, which is rare in these cases. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they stepped down. Um and so they're now going to have a celebration. Um, most people in uh, in Glasgow seemed very happy about this. Uh, you know, they were celebrating. Most people, as I said, were in favour of this, apart from Sandy Stoddart, who holds the title of the Queen's Sculptor. Wow. I didn't know that we had those anymore. I didn't know we had those. I thought these. that the Queen's Doctor was the only one who, who was still around. No, we, we have it in Scotland, at least. I mean, it could be because it's Scotland. Yeah, but, maybe. You know, they still have some old school stuff going on there. So the Queen's sculptor, Sandy Stoddart, said, Any move to end the tedious, unfunny, irreverent, and strangely righteous addiction Glasgow has, has had to coning the Wellington statue, I greet with warmth. The single most embarrassing thing about the culture of Glasgow has been the cone on the Duke's head. It is detestable. Uh, has he ever read anything about Glasgow? Well, yeah, it's like him. It sounds like. What about all the stabbings? <laughs> well, there's, yeah. like there's like a fuck ton of stabbings yeah. in Glasgow. What about all the stabbings and, you know, the terrible heroin wave? You know, that's. No, no, the, the, the stain on the culture of the second city of Scotland is for the fact that there is a cone on the Duke of Wellington's head. That is what is detestable. It's like, such a classic, like, fucking... It's exactly the kind of thing that somebody with a title of the Queen Sculptor would say, isn't it? He's the Queen Sculptor and his first name is Sandy. Yeah. You know, could you be any more that guy? A man who's probably spent so much time in a leather high back chair, it's now begun to, like, symbiotically bind itself to his body. It is detestable. <laughs> Also, he used irreverent as a uh, an indicator that something was bad, which exactly, is a confusion yeah. that a lot of people seem to make. Yeah, which whereas in fact British culture would seem to suggest that being irreverent is one of the best things you can do. Yeah, I think this is quite a uh, quite an irreverent podcast. I would say so. I think we are generally quite irreverent. I think we're irreverent in a good way, though. I wonder if Sandy's listening. Yeah. Hello, Sandy. Do you think we're reverent in a good or a bad way? Do you consider us detestable? If you um, if you'd like to let us know, Sandy, we've got an email. Yeah, it's uh, eom dot podcast at gmail dot com. Or if you've debased yourself to using Twitter, we're at eom podcast. And if you still have a Facebook page, because I know a lot of people are dropping off that these days, yeah. it's facebook dot com forward slash errand of mercy. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people leaving the book now. I they think. are getting off Facebook, aren't they? You know what my mum always says? My mum always says, get off Facebook and get on the book. She is referring, of course, to the Bible. Excellent advice there. Apparently, no, that teens don't use Facebook anymore because their parents are on it. Oh, that's... Whoa. Oh, my God, I feel like the Nazi in Last Crusade now. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they're all getting on stuff like WhatsApp. And, yeah, and WhatsApp about... and glimpse. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just but that's the thing. They're talking to people one on one because they don't want things to be public. Hey, guess what, Silicon Valley? Everything you thought about people was wrong because we're not all mental like you are. Yeah, we're not all crazy libertarians who live on soy. Luckily enough, uh, the NSA is stepping in to uh, to make all of that stuff that we think is private public anyway. 
So yeah, it doesn't really matter. I like the way that um, the main order of business, because you know that hacking thing is um, is is going on in the background all the time, and we don't really talk about it because you know we can't yeah. really say anything funny about it. It's kind of it's kind of harrowing and sad. But one of the things I do like is a, a major like talking point over the last couple of weeks is how much engineers from Google are swearing about finding out that the NSA have been hacking them. <laughs> I think it's kind of sweet. I bet it's a bunch. Yeah, Is lots and lots. Yeah. Yeah, 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 lots and lots. They're using Google as like, because they've worked out that basically all of the internet goes through Google at yeah. some point, like Google servers or proxies or something. They just figured if they hacked that, they'd be able to get all of the internet traffic. And they were right. And they were right. Yeah, but no, seriously, the internet is changing as well as reading that apparently teens no longer use Facebook because their parents are on it. Apparently, for the first time, BitTorrent traffic has dropped. That's you know why? Well, because they took ISO Hunt down. No, but also they're taking because, everything down. Well, also because now I can just watch my shows on Netflix. Yeah, well, there's that, but also they've taken everything down. G like. Not that, I, not that I ever illegally downloaded anything, but I always felt guilty about illegally downloading I never felt things. guilty about it, and I did it a whole bunch. And these oh. days, there's a scene in um, in Firefly, in the second episode of Firefly, where they're trying to get rid of some stolen cargo. And yeah. and they're talking about, like, they're going through all of their different connections. And, and he's like, this these guys, they're dead. These guys have gone crazy. These guys got arrested. That's how I feel about my sites now. Yeah. And I'm like, this one? taken down this one blocked by my internet provider this one blocked by the fbi like where do i go i guess netflix i guess netflix because it's like five pounds a month and you can watch all your shows so yeah i know so, but it doesn't feel yeah. as spicy i don't feel like a digital pirate well i think i think the age of digital piracy is coming to an end i don't like things changing on my watch <laughs> It makes it freaks me out. Not because I dislike change, but because I never thought I'd be in a position where things would change. Yeah, you just thought you'd reach. I think everyone. I think that there's a point when everyone reaches the age of about twenty-one, and they think, "Well, this is the way the world's going to be from now on." Yeah. And then, then they wake up and realize, "Oh no, it's changing." Like, and, now, and now I guess I'm a conservative. It's now like two years. It's it's a two-year window. Yeah. Where you you where you basically on top of things and yeah, then that's and then, it and then you're suddenly like oh wait these kids are using a thing I've never heard of and I don't want to use it I don't want to use for it for the first time <laughs> it's not like oh man the kids are doing people younger than me are doing this thing better get on that it's oh wow think people younger than me are getting using this thing better stay away from that. <laughs> Do you know the weird thing as well? Do you, obviously, Twitter had its public offering the other day and is yeah. now worth sort of $40 billion or something. It's mental. not, but it is. Well, no, because that's the thing. I don't understand. Like, all these people are like, oh, yeah, we've got to buy more Twitter shares. It's, uh, they're like $500 a share. No, we've got to buy more. It's like Twitter has never made any money. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Didn't you learn anything from Facebook when they tried to float their shares? Yeah. Didn't you, didn't you learn anything from the constant stock market crashes of the last 20 years there's been a lot of bursting bubbles recently yeah, like, no no i'm pretty sure this one this is the one this is the one it's like no like why stop it you're gonna ruin everything again we're only just getting everything sorted from the last one everything's barely working again we just want to start fucking with it no. but i mean as as David Cameron said, austerity is here today while he stood next to an enormous gold throne. <laughs> Have you seen this picture? It's amazing. It, like David Cameron did a, gave a speech where he was like, Austerity is here to stay. You know, we've got to we've got to accept the fact we'll always have to cut back and not spend as much as we as we usually did. While he's wearing a tuxedo, having just got up from an enormous golden throne. Do you think that um do you think that he's ever gonna be honest and say that austerity is here to stay because crushing the poor gives me a steaming erection? <laughs> probably will eventually i kind of feel like like, maybe when he's like when he's not prime minister anymore and he's like 70 and just like a mental old tory whip yeah he's gonna he he, i i kind of get the idea that he's the sort of guy who will eventually just let slip yeah because he's just so vaguely incompetent yeah (laughs) yeah he will accidentally send an email to the wrong person 
I mean, when John Major's calling you out for being a bit incompetent, you've got to question yourself, really. You've got to think, yeah, "Yeah, maybe I'm not cut out for this game. Maybe I've done it wrong. Oh, John Major. It's just John Major. I'm glad he's back in the news. I'm glad to see you again, John Major. Yeah, I'm glad you're still alive and still rocking that crazy gap between your nose and your upper lip. And Never like making it worse, movie. making it worse by fucking up the proportions of the rest of your face with those massive glasses. <laughs> no, like never has a man needed smaller glasses and a moustache. <laughs> like what? What's the deal with your face, John Major? I reckon he should get a crazy face tattoo. Because yeah. he's really like he's he's on the board of like all these companies. Like he's a really rich dude. Like get that sorted. You can afford someone to do some work on that, to, like, reposition your jaw muscles so that your face makes sense. But no, I guess not. No, I guess not. I've I've got some other people who have been doing it wrong this week Mm. um, because because this week marks the triumphant return of a feature that we used to do. Um, This is a feature called Creep or Creation. Love this. I I always love that it goes away for a bit and then it always makes a triumph because the return is always triumphant. But it, it is does make about a triumphant return every reborn phoenix life. Like it's um it's mainly because like I have intermittent access to the metro. Mm. Uh, this is a uh, a feature where I take um entries from the rush hour crush section of the metro metro which is essentially craigslist mis- misconnections but printed in a um one of the most read newspapers in england there's a free newspaper available on public transport um and it's even more creepy than misconnections on craigslist because um this is this is misconnections exclusively on public transport <laughs> so you could be sat across the aisle staring at this guy knowing that he said he wanted to wear your skin in the metro <laughs> Um, it's never quite that overt, but sometimes it's close to that overt. So so what happens is that Simon will read out one actual creep from Rush Hour Crush and then one he has created, thus creating creep or creation. I have to guess which is the creep and which is the creation. Now, this week I'm going for a slightly different flavour because um, I've had so many good Rush Hour Crushes all at once over the last couple of weeks, thanks to my fiance who's been taking them from the newspapers um, at her work. We now have four entries on this one. Um, one of them is a creation, One of them, and the rest of them are creeps. So you've got to be careful. Um, there is only one point to get this week, G, and right. the listeners, but it is a big one. <laughs> so it's all or nothing. You so so to... you're going to go through three creeps um, and, and, and mix in one of your creations somewhere in there, and I've just yeah. got to guess which one is the one you've created. Yes, Oof, yeah, it's a bit of a tough one. I yeah. thought I'd um, I'd start strong on this just to just to bring you back. I thought I'd give you a short, sharp shock. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go for each one. I'm gonna we can discuss it a bit, and then you can tell me whether you think it's a creep or, or a creation. So our first offering um, goes as follows: I was riding home from work when you hit me with your car. I stopped to late yell at you, but your beautiful face left me speechless. I wish I'd asked for your number. And that is from Bespectacled Biker. <laughs> you tried to kill me and I fell in love. Yeah. Um, oh, I kind of, I mean, obviously we're going to have to see where we go, but I think I'm already saying that's a strong contender for creation. Okay. So hit, hit by car, number one. Okay, so number two. Girl with lion's hair at Chalk Farm Station on Guy Fawkes Night. The fireworks happened when you got on my train. Let's light up the sky. And that is from Guy Sitting Opposite You. One of the more <laughs> sinister um, <laughs> descriptions of a person. Yeah, because I am here right now. Yeah. Um, so, Bachelor number two. Bachelor number two. Sitting across from you following the fireworks. Um, bachelor number three. To the girl wearing the Adventure Time hoodie on the 915 to Hull. Oh, you look algebraic. Want to explore a dungeon sometime? (laughs) And that is from Anonymous the Human. (sighs) They're ruining ruining it for everyone. They're They're ruining ruining it for for everyone. everyone. Taking all of the like for that. So just breathing heavily. (laughs) That's from breathing heavily. (laughs) Hand in pants, breathing heavily. And then our fourth entry, bachelor number three, 
the gorgeous wavy brunette playing her 3DS from Leighton Buzzard to Euston on Thursday. Let's see who the better gamer is. Winner buys lunch. And that is from Guy with Black T-shirt and White Coffee. <laughs> of course he has a black T-shirt. So I'm assuming it may have a cool bone dragon on it. <laughs> we can only guess. Um, so she's wavy. It's not her hair that's wavy. She's yeah, it, it's not. He's not described her as, as having wavy hair. Maybe she's like on a slightly different wavelength to the rest of us. And that's um, that's what attracts him to her. Maybe. Or maybe she's just, maybe she's got really bad scoliosis. <laughs> a monster i just imagine that maybe she waves at him a lot but but fine a a joke about scoliosis is fine too you penis (laughs) so we have uh so so just to recap we have um we have the biker who was hit by a car and fell in love Mm -hmm. uh the uh the man who wants to make fireworks happen uh the adventure time fan and the guy with the cool bone dragon t-shirt one of these is a creation, the others are creeps. Right. I'm going to say the Adventure Time one is a creep. Yeah. Fairly confident in that one. Yeah. I just feel like that's the sort of awful thing someone would write in. Someone would think that if I communicate, if I make enough references in this thing, somebody will like me. It's a you common like mistake. this thing, I am going to make a lot of references to this thing, and then you will love me for it. <laughs> But hopefully the reverse is true. But it might not be, and that would yeah. be awful. Um, the guy, I also think on a similar bent that the uh, wavy woman is probably an actual creep. Yeah. Because I think both of these are guys who would be unable to talk to women. Yeah. So, you know, creep, um, rush hour crush would be their last, their last recourse. <laughs> Because it gives them enough room to be like, I talked to a girl, kind of. I did it. I did it, Mum. I spoke to her. Well, I read the Metro today, sweetheart, and I don't think that counts. So I think both of those are true. Um, I also think that the fireworks one, it's... I mean, I was tempted to say it's the the creation because it seems less creepy than yeah. all the others but it also just seems like the sort of thing that's in creep or creation like like event pun based on event staring at you <laughs> <laughs> you know that that seems like a fairly formulaic but... it's always the ones that are kind of formulaic and um and less overtly threatening in their writing that have the more overtly threatening like description as well isn't it yeah it's like watching you, were... you sleep I was imagining you explode <laughs> sitting across from you. <laughs> Picturing your skin in my dreams. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I think the creation is just because it's just so outrageous. I don't can't believe it's real. It's the man who was hit by a car. Also, because I mean, if he's if he des- he describes what what's the description he gives himself? He uh, bespectacled biker. Bespe- you see, he himself. describes himself as a biker, and the sort of man who would describe himself as a biker or a cyclist would never never want a relationship with someone who drove a car, <laughs> or especially drove if a car hit them. recklessly. Yeah, yeah, into them. Yeah, because in, rather than writing into Rush Hour Crush, he would have filmed them on his helmet and uploaded that to YouTube with an indignant comment. And then there would have been comments by drivers saying that he should have died. Yeah. <laughs> like, that didn't happen, so I think that must be a creation. From the Metro on Tuesday, November the 3rd, that is a creep. Oh, no! Uh, you were unfortunately incorrect. The creation was the Adventure Time one. Oh! Up in my own mind. It was good. Somewhat reassuringly, that's not a thing that somebody actually said. But they probably have. It's but probably have. been one of the issues you haven't read. Yeah. Yeah. Like you missed a week and that was the time that someone saw an Adventure Time hoodie. Yeah. Just went mad. Talking of like hoodies with stuff on, I should regret. You know, I like talking about stuff I see people wearing. Yeah. So a guy today, um, he was wearing a hoodie um, with... Do you remember the film The Mighty Ducks? Yes. Yeah, and it was sort of, there was said The Mighty Ducks and the logo was sort of a hot ice hockey mask with like a duck bill. That yeah. was their like logo. Yeah. Um, this gentleman had, it was sort of, I didn't get enough of a look of him to see if the logo was altered, 
but it had the logo, and then it said Mighty Dick and had an arrow pointing to his groin. Uh, oh, no. I know, right? That's that was bad. A, that's a hoodie a member of the public is wearing proudly. I'm going to go out today into town. A lot of people might see me. I should wear my best hoodie. I'm going to wear my, my, my hoodie that makes a statement. Yeah, I will wear the hoodie that makes a statement about my cock with reference to an early 90s kids movie. Was that the early 90s? It was 1992, and it featured Emilio Estevez. Did it? Emilio Estevez, Where Are You Now? Um, I think he's doing pretty well for himself. Yeah, he probably is, yeah. (laughs) Emilio Estevez, Where Are You Now? You're at the party on Dr. Dre's yacht full of money. (laughs) He was in. Um, he he voiced a character in a movie called Dear Dracula in 2012. Okay, think I might have seen a poster for that. Maybe um, uh, he's been in. He's been in Two and a Half Men because he's Charlie Sheen's actual brother. Oh, is he actually? Oh, of course he is. Look at him. Of course he is. Well, also he's. You know, you do know that Charlie Sheen's actually called Charlie Estevez. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, um and Martin Sheen's actually called Estevez. Really. Um, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen and Martin Sheen's sons, yeah? Uh, yeah, I knew that he was his son, but I didn't realise that Emilio Estevez was in that mix as well. Yeah, yeah. Martin Sheen changed his name because it sounded too Hispanic and Charlie Sheen kept the stage name. Uh, right, he's, okay. he's been, about, that's cool. That's some facts. about Estevez Sheen clan there. <laughs> um, the, the other Sheen, the British one, he's not related to. Them. He's not. Yeah, yeah. That that makes it even more confusing. I know. Sheen is a more one of the more confusing last names in um in in movies. The weird thing is, I I mean, like Martin Sheen always he always plays like sort of American Irish sort of characters. Yeah. Despite the fact that he's like Mexican. Yeah. Don't, just don't, don't get too deep into it. I'm I'm going to look this up. Is he kind of like half? No, I, I accidentally looked up the Sheen who isn't one of the Sheens. You see that? Let's see how difficult it is. It's mind so, games. It's so, like fucking Adam Baldwin, who's not one of the Baldwin. I know. Like, you'd think, because you know they have like all these rules about like stage names. You'd think they'd yeah. make, change their name. It's like, yeah, all the Baldwins are taken. I'm sorry. And you, you would, you'd say, yeah, you can't be called Michael Sheen, Michael Sheen. You yeah. could be called Michael Estevez, but. <laughs> Ironically that enough, amazing. Why didn't he do that? That would have been amazing. <laughs> you know, I've lived a lot of my life thinking that Michael Sheen and Martin Sheen are the same person. Okay. It wasn't until I went to see I went to see Tron Legacy when Martin Sheen plays like what is essentially I can't say it because I have to put a pound in the PayPal account, but yeah. he's essentially like a program version of that singer who I'm not allowed to name. Right, yeah. Um, and and he's amazing and crazy. And I was like, wow, it's, this is quite a stretch for Martin Sheen. And my fiancé was like, are you fucking high? Um, That's uh, not who it is. I can tell you that Martin Sheen's actual name is Ramon Antonio Gerardo Estevez. Shit, that's like... Yeah. That is a pretty... That's probably the most not American name I've heard in a long time. He was born, however, in Ohio. Okay, yeah. It's an American place to be born. And his mum was... Her her maiden name was Marianne Fellon, which is definitely an Irish name. Yeah. His his children are Emilio Estevez, Ramon Estevez, also known as Raymond Sheen, (laughs) Carlos Irvin Estevez, also known as Charlie Sheen, and Rene Estevez. Wow. So there you go. That's uh, uh, that's difficult to understand. It is, isn't it? But they, if they were Scientologists as well, I would I would just be like, uh, that would be terrifying to me. I think they're all lapsed Roman Catholics. Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah, that's that's normal. A lot of people are lapsed Roman Catholics. Yeah, I think most Roman Catholics are lapsed Roman Catholics. Anyway, on that note, I've realised we've covered up for about an hour, so... Probably Before we start talking about Roman Catholics. <laughs> yeah. Before we just start talking about the Pope, what yeah. he's been up to recently. Yeah, no, let's not. Pro- probably considering this Pope, it's something awesome. I yeah, think. he's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's an all right Pope. He seems to be doing all right for himself. Great Pope. Like, good job. Hey, less, less kind of terrifying than the last one. Good work. Oh, well, yeah. And then we're back round to Star Wars again. So, you know, it's all cyclical. This all episode. <laughs> it's, 
It's cyclical. Oh, God. I was We've already done an episode called It's Cyclical. We can't yeah. call this one that as well. Oh, could we? Because it's cyclical. Don't. Stop you it. Say, you see? Ah! Hey. Okay. What's your name Sure. 